I love your work. I really appreciate you taking the time out to have this conversation. Um, What advice would you give a young Andrew first starting off and um, everything that you learn now? But what advice would you give yourself um, going into this creative field? This is such a beautiful question. What advice would I give young Andrew? I tell him, first off, I give him a hug and I say, (laughs) look, it's going to be just all right. Yeah. Like it it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Yeah. You can relax a little bit. <laughs> and I think that the more concrete thing that I would tell tell him is that in in life the the right versus wrong thinking, mm-hmm. right? Especially when it comes to choices you make in your creative life will only slow you down. Mm. And if you if you walk through life with a posture of just like I said earlier, I'm gonna say yes until I don't need to say yes anymore. That's beautiful. No harm can come to you. And if you mess up, you mess up. You mm. keep going. Mm. So that's why I say to young me. I'm saying it to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Keep pushing forward. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? We have a very special guest today, um, an artist that I admire, a photographer, filmmaker, and content creator, um, a Mr. Andrew Puccio. Um, He quotes, I'm here to help creators feel less lonely on their journey by sharing my experience, speaking honestly, peeling back the facade of hype, and practicing illusion and creating spaces. Um, Inclusion, I'm sorry. So um, let's get creative together and feel less lonely. I love that, man. I love that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. So um, tell me about your journey. What got you into um, photography and filmmaking? Yeah. So first off, super stoked to be here. Thanks for, you know, reaching out, making this happen. Um, I grew up in a creative environment. Uh, I was always encouraged to pursue art and creativity. And so my first foray into the creative world was through music. I did music. I went to school for music. Um, but like many artists experience, like when, when your creative passion becomes your job, sometimes you lose the passion mm-hmm. and I felt burnt out and lost. Right. I just didn't know what to do. And so through a series of really fortunate opportunities, I was able to link up with uh, a friend of mine who was running a video production company and I joined mm-hmm. them never touched a camera before, um, understood story, right? Like understood Mm -hmm. like what makes things compelling, but outside of that, right. Was going in blind. Mm -hmm. Um, we ran that business, uh, he moved back home. And so we absolved the business. It was, it was a, the right thing for both of us to do at the time. It was 2019. So Mm -hmm. literally, um, three months before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So timing was perfect. Um, but during that time I had, 
watched. I watched everyone we worked with on production sets from the grip to the gaffer to the DP director to the PA, every single person I watched and I studied and I thought to myself, let me give it a shot. So I started, I picked up a camera. Um, I started making content for myself during that time, really going hard on the content thing. During the pandemic, I was I was at home, uh, a little bored, yeah. a little a little a little needing, you know, an outlet. And uh, in a few months, I started getting the DMs of, "Yo, I love this! Like, would love to come out and have you come out and do this for me." And I mm-hmm. thought, well, I mean, why not? And so that was really how everything snowballed from there. So that was the pro- progression from artist musician to mm. now full-time photographer videographer filmmaker content creator whatever you want to call it so what was the learning curve when you um quote unquote booked your first job what is it um stressful did you have confidence going into it like um how, how what was that process <laughs> well you know there's there's something really special to be said about friends who hire you yeah <laughs> <laughs> because they're like look we like you. We think that you have potential, you know, the right friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so fortunately for me, the anxiety was low. The first couple of gigs I had, right, holding a camera, mm-hmm. they were for, you know, either friends who worked in business or friends, other artists and, and you know, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I think what was interesting is that the learning curve was everything I had studied and written down and focused on watching all of these professionals do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to then put it into practice yeah. and that for me, right. So the anxiety of like, man, I hope the client likes it really wasn't there for me because I was like, they're homies. And like, if they don't like it, they're going to tell me and just like not use it. And I was like, it's no sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money on the line, but the application was the big challenge. The application yeah. of, I know why, like I saw them do this, but why did they do this? Or I yeah. saw them, you know, ask the certain question in an interview. Why did they do that? Right. Um, and that was, that was that was a little bit of a heavy lift, you know, on the front end, just knowing but not understanding, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what was your, your first camera? I mean, photography <laughs> and filmmaking, we know um, it's a very um, expensive business to jump into. So what yes. was your like first camera? Well, my very first cameras were the old point and shoot 35 yeah. millimeter film cameras. You know, mom yeah. and dad would hand you one on vacation or, mm-hmm. you know, holidays. Uh, I have my one of my first cameras on this shelf behind me. It's a Canon Rebel, like one Love of them. It. It's a it's a T two I. It's a no. I think hold on. It's it's old man. It's yeah. a uh, it's a twelve megapixel. Okay. Like it's, it's like ancient. I was I was in middle school or high school when I when I got mm-hmm. it, and I remember I was like so excited. I never used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my real working my first professional camera was the Canon seven DD. Nice. Um, I spent a lot of time watching YouTube. And of course, there's the one vlogging king that everyone talks about is Casey Neistat. He had mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I want to make stuff that looks like his stuff because it looked good to me. Yeah. And I didn't know any better. And so I just picked it up. Yeah. So it treated me well. I love it. I mean, um, it's funny because I went to school for um, filmmaking and videography, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I graduated, everything I learned, well, not everything, but a lot of the technology was outdated. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I think I've learned more from places like YouTube or um, uh, just hanging out with my peers than actual school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you think is more of a benefit to be out in the field and getting hands-on experience rather than going the collegiate route per se? You know, that is a great question. I, I and I can only speak from my experience going mm -hmm. to school for music, right? Mm -hmm. I was able to have a job in the music industry for a while and um, was it helpful? Like, I think, I think it helped me get the job, right? Cause people could look right. at my credentials and say, Oh, this is this kid can get hired. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I really started diving into this work, this photography and videography and filmmaking, mm -hmm. I was 28, 29 at the time. So I was, I would kind of gone through my thirties, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. my twenties. And I, I think that because of my life experience, it helped me. Like, I think that, mm. you know, I was able to conduct myself and I understand at that time I had gone through a lot of wins and losses and how to run a business, how to communicate to a potential client and things like mm. that. And so um, do I believe that education would have been uh, helpful? I think that it could have given me a really strong leg up in the game, right? Like mm. I would have gone in knowing uh, as opposed to having to figure it out and probably still as I'm figuring it out, right. There's like things that I do that people that are in the film world or traditional, like educated filmmakers, photographers are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh man, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, like I, that's because I taught myself through YouTube and things like that. So I think that, I think that it has its place. I think that it's also right. Like education is expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big proponent of learn as much as you can for as little as you can to spend money on it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that the world is different now and you can really, you can really learn a lot, uh, on the internet yeah. without proper education. I think that my last thought on that though, is turning around and trying to make that and have that turn into money for you, mm -hmm. I think is risky because, like I learned a lot, but I also had a lot of people who like gave me chances and trials and they were low risk, right? If mm -hmm. I were to do three months on YouTube and then turn around and like try to book a $65,000, $75,000, you know, $10,000 gig, yeah. like I think that there's a lot more risk there involved. Mm, I definitely agree. Um, for me personally, there's something um, amazing with or origin stories that, you know, that like start from the bottom and work their way up, right? Um, Absolutely. You started from one field and moved to a whole totally different field, you know, and you got that that experience and, and gained that experience. I think there's um, something beautiful about that, how you, um, you're figuring, figuring it out, you know, mostly on your own and, and learning from trial and error. And I think that's um, amazing. I appreciate you saying that. You know, I think that, there is something to be said, like, I'm not a special case. Like, I think a lot of people can do that and will do that and mm. have done that. And I think for me, you know, in my, in my shadow moments, in my, in my low points in the creative career, right. There was times where I'd shake my fist and be like, you know, I wish that I could pivot to something practical. Like, give me that desk job with that, you know, good salary and that, and that, you know, consistency and, and all those things that, you know, maybe we're told to want, or maybe things that we think will bring us security or satisfaction. And then I, I just think that it's funny that of course I'm back in another creative environment. I'm like, yeah, I just like had to make it hard on myself, but I don't think that I could do it any other way. Right. I think that you as a creative know this, right. There's like this, like this expression that 
like if you can tangibly get your hands on it, your mind around it, your heart around it, right? Mm. Really, whatever creative outlet you are choosing, like it almost doesn't matter, right? Like it's freedom. You, it's freedom. Do, yeah. Do you have freedom yeah. to create? Right. Yeah. So um the pathway from one thing to the other, starting from the bottom, like while it is like I'm all very thankful for it, right? Mm. Uh it obviously does not come without its own set of unique challenges and also mm. the frustrations of man, I was. I was building something over there and then I knew that that wasn't the thing I needed to be building anymore. Mm. Mm. So speaking of challenges, um, would you mind mentioning one or two challenges you had to face, whether it be in your music career or your filmmaking and photography uh, career that um, I guess helped molded you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that when I think of challenges and I think of the artistic journey, I think a lot of challenges come in the form of, um, for me mm. personally, uh, in the form of this question of who is it for, what is it for, and what did I expect it to do for me specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, art is, I believe, different than marketed photography and um, like content creation. Now, I don't think that either two is mutually exclusive. I think that there's art to be found in content. There's art to be found in a magazine, right? There's beautiful images that we've seen and we've taken. And, and as you and I have done work for people, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's that work that always doesn't feel like art, but sometimes there's moments of that, like there's glimpses of that. Yeah. And I think for me, my big challenge is that being so tied to the internet, you know, having a YouTube channel, having a presence on TikTok and Instagram and all these, all these places, right? When I whittle it down to simply output, mm. um, I struggle, man. I struggle. I struggle a lot. And then I go into slumps of questioning, like, is this like, am I just another face spewing information on behalf of a product or an entity or an idea? Or mm. am I an artist who is emotionally connected to what I'm outputting into the world. Mm -hmm. And I would love to say it was like a 90, 10%, but I mean, you know, you, depending on the day, right. It's yeah. sometimes I'm connected and sometimes I feel that this is like beauty and art and earnest. And then other times I feel like I am participating in the pro the, just, just the output, just the output, the process mm -hmm. of output. And I would believe that that, I believe that that has been shaping me and challenging me to mm. accept that sometimes it's just work. Like sometimes you got to do the work and sometimes you get to create beautiful and intricate, confusing, complicated, right. Motifs yeah. and moments in your photography and your films. Um, and nobody, and nobody watches them. Right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, you know, so that that's, I believe that's been the, it's been a really good constant. It's a constantly sharpening that blade of just like, yeah. Art is not one thing. It's not a black and white uh, understanding. And and even our expression doesn't have to be black and white. And even if we're not hanging our photos in galleries, maybe our photos are being used by brands on social media or in a magazine. Like mm. that's still, there's still art in you. And so that will find its way through. And that's what I'm learning. Mm. How do you, um... okay, I'm not really, um, a YouTube uh, content creator, right? Mm -hmm. How do you um, 
Well, let me say it like this. Whenever I feel like I'm in a creative zone, I turn everything off. I don't watch TV. I don't look at my phone. I don't want to see anyone's art, you know, because I want to just solely focus on what I'm creating. So I don't, I don't want to say mimic, but take some um, um, content from other people. Like, how do you, how do you put yourself in a place where it's just solely your work and not, um, I don't know if I'm, this question makes sense. I'm just going off the top, but I'm, I'm like, vibing with it. Like, how do you, how do you just, how do you individual individualize yourself in a pool of artists? You know what I mean? Absolutely. You nailed it. I think that the first thing is the isolation. The, sorry, not the isolation. The first part is the solitude piece, right. getting with yourself, with your art, looking at what you've done in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Dreaming and imagining what would you like your art to look like without looking at other creatives, other artists, other uh, inspiration pieces. Now, I think that what I've seen in myself is that when I do that, I feel free. I feel free to mm -hmm. express. I feel free to create and write, you know, especially on YouTube, right? To craft these videos and make them engaging. Mm -hmm. But I cannot help because it's so in me, the people that I've learned from come through in right. everything that I do. My, my right. friend Keith says that we stand on the shoulders of the people before us because they've lifted us up to that point, mm. right? And I think that's a really beautiful image of, I so badly want to believe in the myth that uh, we can be self-made and like we can just power through and, you know, we don't need anybody in this life. And mm -hmm. at the same time, like how lonely is that? And yeah. in reality, how beautiful is it when the mirage or not the mirage, sorry, how beautiful is it when the collage of all of us comes together through our own unique uh, art ex expressions, right? So how do I stand out? I do and I don't, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I, am, I am just another dude on YouTube talking to the camera, right? <laughs> as, as reductive as that is, as a boiled down base mm -hmm. level, that's what I am. But I am my own thoughts. I am my own emotions. I am my own experiences. Um, and so when I get to bring those experiences, thoughts, emotions through this art form, and I get to use the things that I've learned from my inspirations and my teachers and my mentors and the people who have guided me, that's yeah. how I stand out, right? So people will look at something and go, oh, that looks like so-and-so's work, but I like how this dude does it. I like how she does this. I like how they have expressed themselves in this way. Yeah. But it reminds me of, X, Y, or Z person, right? Um, and so I hope that answers that question. I think that at the end of the day, how do you be uniquely you? You spend time with you first. You spend mm -hmm. time in solitude. You spend time getting to know you. You, get, you spend time understanding the emotions you feel, why you feel them. Mm -hmm. Why do you think a certain way? Who's influenced the way that you think? Why do you react to certain things, right? The, this is the process of, of self-discovery that then I think leads you to then self-expression with all of those little nuanced inspiration pieces that ultimately come through. I love it. And when just a little piggyback on that, what I think, um, what I think separates you from a lot of like content creators and um, YouTubers that I've watched. Um, when I look at your content, it's like, I'm talking to um, a friend in my living room. It's mm. like very inviting, right? Um, it's like, a lot of YouTubers or content creators, they have facts, they spit them out, but it's like they're talking at you instead of talking with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I look at your work, it's like more community-based. 
It's mm. like, we're all in this together. Let's work together to figure out better ways to create art. Is that like a, a, a thought in your process? It's 100% intentional. Mm. That is 100% intentional because when I, when I was learning and I wanted to learn from the, especially the people on the internet, right? I had people in my immediate community that I could talk to and learn mm. from. But there's a lot of successful people who have shared a lot of information online. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, they shot for who or they did this. When I would watch them, I I would gain information. F-stop, right? Here's how you get this shutter effect. Here's how you do hard flash photography. Here's how you do this, that, and the other thing. Um, but I felt the gap growing every time mm-hmm. I'd watch one of their videos. And, and honestly, every time they would grow because they were very talented. They are very good. They're charismatic, they're engaging, right? They're very talented, so you want to watch them. And I thought to myself, if I feel this way, if I feel a distance between me and a creative person, Mm -hmm. right? I know other people feel that. And I know if I desire to be connected to artists and creatives and um, people who are in, who are expressing themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Then other people want that too. <laughs> so for me, talking to a friend, talking to a camera, mm-hmm. it comes very natural because I am imagining like you and me, like we've done this a million times, but we haven't. Mm-hmm. This is our first time ever talking, ever communicating, but you and me, we share something so similar. We share mm-hmm. a common ground understanding of creativity, art. So like, I don't know what you feel specifically, but I know what it's like to feel certain things like that, right? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So right. I know the struggles because- I've been there and you've been there. Mine are different than yours and they're unique, but like we're all on the same playing field here. Mm-hmm. So that was my big hope is that like, there's no gods among men. There's just human beings. Like we're just mm-hmm. here doing it. And let's not pretend that we're something bigger than that. Let's just, let's just be real. Like yeah. we yeah. are here together. And I just want to show you what I'm doing. And if you learn from it, great. And if you hate it, great. And if you learn what you don't want to do from it, great. Right. Mm. That's what, that's what like real conversation is like. So it was very intentional. Long answer to your short question. (laughs) I love it. It seems like, um, it seems like that was the root of, um, what did you say? Um, you want to f- help creators feel less lonely. Correct. And that resonated with me because it seems like a lot of creators, especially nowadays on social media, we have a con- con- a comparison issue. Like we're not um, at the level of this creator that I admire or I love. So I don't feel that I'm good enough to create. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think that comparison is 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 the the enemy of joy you know you you can't create if you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else or you know it's great to get learn techniques and learn you know different um ways to create but i think us as creators or people in general shouldn't compare ourselves to each other and just be who we are yeah how often do you find yourself doing that as a creative person? All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. And does it like, and I'm asking, cause I want to like, it takes you out of the creative process, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 
I think that there's power in just not or like not worrying about people, right? Mm. Like, do you? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that to my core. Like, there's these people who shouldn't quote unquote be celebrities in our minds, right? Mm. Talented, successful. That's what makes some they've they've achieved, they've made it. And I refuse to think of them that way. Not this is not an ego thing. Mm-hmm. This is a I have to remember that they are just like you and me. Human. Come on. <laughs> and if they're just like you and me, then when they were getting started, they struggled with the same things I struggle with. And they also got excited about the same things I got excited about, right? Um, so yeah, like I I'm a very big believer in heads down work, creative work, like just get the work done, do the creative work, flex that muscle, exercise that muscle, celebrate the homies a hundred percent. Right. As you express yourself and as you celebrate the right people, right. Those right people will turn around and celebrate you and and support you. I, I, I think that's a hundred percent the key to keeping into the creative stream, right. Of Mm -hmm. not comparing yourself because at the end of the day, who are you competing against but yourself? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit, man. Sure. Let's get into some uh, nerdy ph- photographer <laughs> questions. <laughs> Love um, it. Which do you prefer, film or digital? My wallet says digital, but, <laughs> but my artsy side says film. Um, I love shooting film. Yeah. I was recently fortunate enough, I saved up some money and bought a, a Leica film camera, the M4P. Love and it. It's been a joy to shoot with. It's been a joy to shoot with, um, but not a joy in the post process. Not a joy <laughs> to spend that money. You know, um, I got a couple of labs I love, and and they've been good to me. Legacy Photo Lab out in Texas is fantastic. But so you don't develop your own film. I or? don't develop my own film. I have my friends text me on a regular basis, like, bro, like just start doing it, and I'm like, yeah. I can't. How many, how many things can I possibly do? I got, I got too many, too many mm-hmm. irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my wallet prefers digital. Uh, I love the immediacy of digital, right? I, I just get to feel good about, I get that dopamine hit every time I yeah. take that photo. If it's a good yeah. one, I'm like, it's a banger. Like that's so dope. But um, if you were to force me, I would probably, I would probably say at this moment in my life, digital. Digital. So uh, <laughs> what do you shoot with? So I, um, well, digitally, with, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. So with, with my foray into Canon early on in, in kind of the video mm-hmm. career, I just kind of stuck with it because I, it was familiar to me. Yeah. I have no camera loyalties and brand loyalties whatsoever. <laughs> Unless someone's trying to like, you know, slide that deal, then I'll like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I love this camera, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm for professional work. I shoot Canon. Mm-hmm. I shoot the Canon, um, R5. Mm-hmm. with obviously varying lenses um but then i also am a big fan of fujifilm nice. um i recently got to shoot with their medium format gfx 100s so the camera nerds out here that's a digital medium format camera that's crazy it's 102 megapixel yeah that's that's, that's sick that's crazy i was zooming in on photos i was like i can't believe i can see the detail <laughs> that i'm seeing um but also i got fortunate like three years ago, before it blew up on the internet, I got the Fuji X100V. I didn't know what I was getting. I just mm-hmm. wanted a really nice everyday, like fixed lens digital camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel just really lucky to have that camera because 
I literally like six months after I bought it, it went viral on the internet and now everyone like talks about it. And now I'm sick of hearing about it, but <laughs> Canon and Fuji for me, man, that's, that's the move. That's the move. I love it. Um, just me personally. Uh, I think I might have a slight problem. Uh, <laughs> I got the Mamiya. <laughs> oh yeah. Five, so nice. Uh, Olympus pen. Uh, you can't forget about the Yashica. Um, <laughs> And yep. lastly, this is my work host right here, my Minota. Beautiful camera. Um, but yeah, I, I also shoot uh digital as well. I have a um Sony uh a Sony camera. I, I mean, I started off digital, but once I graduated to film, I had to catch myself because you get that instant picture in the back. So whenever I went out with my uh, Olympus or my uh, Minota, I would look at the back like, where's the, oh, never mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Um, I will say, I think the delayed satisfaction of getting your photos, like your film mm -hmm. photos is really rewarding. Like yeah. it's frustrating in the moment. Like, I don't even know if this role is going to be any good. Yeah. And then you get it back and you're just, I don't know how many times I've like, just like, high five and folks i'm like grabbing my wife and kiss i'm like look at this photo this is great <laughs> like yo chill i'm like i'm sorry i i didn't know how this was gonna look so mm. I, lo I love that uh six four five as well that's a great it's a great camera hey man it's it's, it's definitely a process yes. um where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years <clears throat> with your career excuse me um traveling uh I would love to see you take like some Nat Geo type photos from across the world, you know what I mean? And, and doing your YouTube business from there, that'd be really dope. Hey, speaking into existence. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. I'll, I'll receive all that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that for me, I, I am someone who is, I'm very interested in like destination, right. Mm -hmm. In regards to like where I'll be like physically, what I'll be doing. And that gets me really excited, but or I should say, and I believe for me, what yeah. I hope more than anything is that I am still outputting creativity. That is my one goal and desire in life. Mm. I don't want to retire. I don't want to, I don't want to stop. I don't care if I'm 85 years old making YouTube videos and no one understands what I'm doing and no <laughs> one can see my photos because my, you know, I'm shaky hands. <laughs> I'm so old and frail. Like I don't. I don't care what I hope to be doing in five, 10 years is creating. Now, what mm. does that look like? I mean, like you said, could it be that me and that geo link up and we're, mm. we're traveling the world. Amazing. Does it look like doing YouTube videos from a bedroom in my house? Mm. Amazing. Like, am I outputting? That's my desire. And the destination could come. I'm open-handed. So yeah, speaking of existence, Nat Geo, <laughs> I love that one. That, that sounds pretty good to me. So, you know, I'll, I'm saying all this stuff, but like, if, you know, think, if opportunities come that way, you know, I, mm. I'm just big into saying yes until I need to say no. Yeah. So as long as I'm able to output, as long as I'm able to keep my integrity and my passion and, and my, uh, my approach, mm. right. Um, let the world do its thing and, and provide, right. Let, 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 Whatever comes, come. Mm. Plant those seeds, man. And Let's it go. will be fruitful, man. Let's um, go. <clears throat> we have a, a couple minutes left, and I just got a couple more questions for you. Um, how do you stay motivated, man? I know it's a constant grind to, you know, keep up your creativity, but how do you stay motivated out here in this ocean of 
you know, creativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motivation is, um, it's like the Achilles heel of creatives, right? You have such great ideas, but some days you're just not feeling it. You have yeah. such amazing hopes and dreams for yourself and for your art and for your, you know, career. Yeah. And you just can't seem to pick up the pencil. You can't seem to pick up the brush. You can't seem to click the shutter, right? Mm -hmm. So what is that? You know, I, I, I think about that a lot. And I believe with anything, just like me going to the gym four times a week, I'm mm -hmm. in there. I have no desire to do leg day on Tuesday. I'm <laughs> already thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to do legs. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to run for 30 minutes. I don't want to do abs on Thursday. I don't want to do any of that, Yeah. but I need to yeah. for my health, for my life, for my well-being, for my mental health. Mm. And I think of that very similarly. I think of creativity that way, mm. that to stay motivated is to understand a need that you have. And for me, my need is that if I am now outputting creativity, if I'm not, I have hobbies, I, I draw you know, I, I like to um, play music still and like write songs. I don't, I'm not sharing those with the world, but if I'm not doing those things, and especially if I'm not doing photography, right? So that's like the first thing, the first bucket that needs to get filled. If I'm not doing that, then I have these overflow buckets. And if they're not happening, then I, I struggle mentally. I struggle emotionally. I struggle. My attitude's sour. I'm like, you know, life is awful and all that. And, and then I realized that I've not picked up a camera in two months. Yeah. And how did I get here? Right. Um, and so for me, I motivation and inspiration and all of that, I think can, especially inspiration can be like the enemy of your creativity because if yeah. you're waiting, if you're waiting for it all the time, right. If, if you, if you don't move until you have that 2am, you wake up and you're like, I got it. This is going to be the next right, right, boom, right. right thing. Yeah. If you wait for that, those 2am's, maybe you hit one, like once a month start, then it's like three months six months, a year, you're not inspired. Mm -hmm. You're not motivated. So it's, it's putting in the reps. I know that's like a very generic uh, way to look at it, but it, it really is what you have to do. If you mm -hmm. treat creativity like a muscle and not, and not just like my muscles are a part of me. It's not yeah. all of me. Yeah. My, my creativity is a part of me. It's a very big part of me and I need to care for it. I need to cultivate it. I need to work on it. That keeps me coming back. That keeps me making videos. That keeps me excited and inspired. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, let's 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 do this. I'm going to say a word and you respond with a word that whatever whatever resonates with you, right? I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> um Portra 400 creamy tones um <laughs> uh, let's say um waffles mm, delicious yeah mm, I'm, i can see the syrup and the butter right now <laughs> <laughs> um inspiration hope Full stop. <laughs> oh, hope. Oh. Um, let's say you like a a lot of joy. Mm. A lot of joy. That 
I, I felt almost guilty when I picked it up. Mm. Um, I, being on the internet and creating content for the internet, you see a lot. You see a lot of people's opinions. And a lot of times people believe that certain cameras define you, and they don't at mm. all. Um, and I was like, oh, no, I'm about to be roasted. Like another like a bro on the internet <laughs> talking about, you know, I was like, dang, man, like that's unfortunate. Um, and then I just got over it. I was like, whatever. I picked it up. I brought it. My wife and I went down uh, to the beach off the coast of South Carolina and I brought it. And I remember just going through the first rolls and I just had the biggest dumb smile on my face. <laughs> and then the photos, like, right. It, the the film camera is just a box to yeah. stop light from getting in. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was the photos that I made while I was there. And now I associate that camera with those good thoughts. Memories. A lot of joy. A lot yeah. of joy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I love your work. I really you. appreciate you taking the time out to have this conversation. Um, what advice would you give a young Andrew first starting off and um, everything that you learn now? But what advice would you give yourself um, going into this creative field? This is such a beautiful question. What advice would I give young Andrew? I tell him, first off, I give him a hug and I say, <laughs> look, it's going to be just all right. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Yeah. You can relax a little bit. <laughs> and I think that the more concrete thing that I would tell, tell him is that in, in life, the, the right versus wrong thinking Right, mm. especially when it comes to choices you make in your creative life, will only slow you down. Mm. And if you if you walk through life with a posture of just like I said earlier, I'm gonna say yes until I don't need to say yes anymore. That's beautiful. No harm can come to you. And if you mess up, you mess up. You mm. keep going. Mm. So that's why I said to young me. I'm saying it to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Keep pushing forward. Um, how can people get in contact with you maybe for a commission, a job, sure. see your work? Sure. Like, um, what's, that, what's all that about? Yeah, so andrewpuccio.com. That's P-U-C-C-I-O. I know it's a weird it's a weird last name, but uh, a lot of people call me Pooch. It's become a whole thing, so... Um, andrewpuccio.com you can find uh, links to my work my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash less lonely uh, Instagram a underscore puccio less lonely on TikTok all that good stuff um, find me there and you know you don't have to find me if you want to hire me you can find me if you just want to talk or if you just want someone who's here for you that's what I'm all about I love it, man. I love it. Uh, once again, thank you. I will promote, promote, promote because we need more of that positivity out there. Um, once everything is done and edited, I'll just send you an email and, you know, a couple copies. And I really appreciate you taking that time. Yo, thank you so much. This was a blast. Uh, I'm super stoked to just, you know, get to know you better and listen to the podcast and follow your work. Uh, and not like for real like, i don't know if this i don't know if this is still being recorded or not but like yeah, if yeah you yeah. ever need anything like for me if 
so my 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 family some of my family's from the maryland area so we're nice. up there in the area nice. Nice. uh if you ever need anything i don't know if i can help you but i'll try so we definitely want to keep so, the, the communication lines open yeah. man for sure yeah cool this all right dope. thank you man i appreciate Time, man. it peace, peace. to you